Hey everybody, this is Micah Rich. And Olivia Kane. Welcome back to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Wow, hi Olivia. Hello Micah! We've been hanging out for like two hours. I know, it's because we didn't see each other for weeks and yeah. there was a lot of this time. We have we have missed a few episodes. There's been a lot of crazy life changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of late night work sessions. Yep. Micah has a big life change coming up, if you care to discuss. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been in New York City for the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met a lot of amazing people, especially you. <laughs> Um, and a friend and I are taking a big giant life adventure. We're leaving New York City and going to travel the world. Oh my god, for an indefinite amount of time. That is such an exciting plan. <laughs> I am very excited about it. Uh, there's a lot to like finish up about New York first, yeah. Um, and we're only we're leaving in like a month. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we're going to London first, we're going to meet. Tilly, yeah, uh, who is kind of like a friend of the league over across the pond. So exciting! Uh, and then going to Paris, hopefully meet some of the awesome type people over in Paris. If yes. I can say hi and get connected to people, that would be amazing. Um, I actually talked to somebody uh, earlier earlier in the week that I forgot to mention to you about. Um, her name is Emily, uh-huh. Emily Reese, uh-huh. who teaches web development and a little bit of design online. Uh-huh. She's like a she's like a teacher. Cool. And um, when I get over to Paris, we agreed we would meet up and chat and like I don't know talk about potential new avenues for teaching type with the league. That's so cool. You know, she like knows a bunch of designers, might be able to connect us with people. Oh my god. Maybe find some people to interview. Yes. That would be cool. Like hop around Europe and meet great designers and interview them with you. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. So that is big life news. Huge life news. I'm excited to bring the league to our European friends and hopefully meet a bunch of the people that we've talked to online only. Yeah. That's going to be so awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. And so... uh, now that we are are back doing weekly typographic again, mm-hmm. um, we have a plan for the next few weeks of staying on top of it. Yeah, and we don't might worry. miss one week here or there, um, but we're definitely going to keep doing this. Yes, staying true to our name. Yeah, the weekly typographic. <laughs> Good reference. Yep. <laughs> Um, and so we found like a couple cool things, mostly this past week, one or two are from a week or two ago, but mm-hmm. there's still cool enough things that we really wanted to share. Yeah. And things I think you guys are definitely going to appreciate and love just as much as we do. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. First link, um, came to me fresh from fresh fonts. Um, the wonderful type newsletter I follow and receive a lot of type news from. Love that. So good. Um, so this is open source font called Mohave. Oh, I would have assumed that was Mojave. Mojave. Like the desert. Yes. I don't know. Definitely Mojave. Okay. Um, Mojave. It's from Tokotype. 
a foundry that I didn't know before today. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah, so it's interesting because this font is open source, and not only is it a font, it's a wonderful family. So you get desktop and web, the complete family, light, regular, bold, italics, all the good stuff, um, open source, but everything else on their website, you have to pay for. Which is cool. I feel yeah. like I've actually been like saying that. I, that, I, that came up last Type Thursday. Oh, yeah. Um, where someone got up and was like presenting his typeface, mm-hmm. and it was really cool and like a very unique typeface. And he was like, I just don't know what to do with it. And I was like, Look, if you have, I'm obviously biased, but yeah. if you have other typefaces that you are selling and you like don't want to sell this one for whatever reason, yeah, open source it and. A, that helps everybody, and B, it, like, leads people to your other fonts. Yeah. And that's exactly this, right? You're so right. That's such a good, sneaky strategy. Right? I love it. Yeah, I mean, there are other fonts in there of super high quality. I think this font um, for open source is great quality as well. It was originally designed only for all caps. Now it is upper and lowercase and a full family. Um, I think that in their GitHub site, they have some nice specimen images of the font in use. It really kind of holds its own and really calls itself as a display typeface. But I could see myself using this um, in the near future, definitely. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit. I'm sure these weren't the references that they use, but it reminds me. There's like a hint of... ostrich in the numbers yes and there's like a hint of like a cool thin version of um lee gothic in Mm -hmm. some of the the titling but it also kind of reminds me of uh shoot what was that like roadway or something it was like a font that everybody used uh, 10 years ago interstate Interstate, yes there's like a hint of that in there for jones one it's like an interesting um unique take on on all of those things where it's like i'm sure not drawn Mm -hmm. directly from those things Mm -hmm. but just kind of tastes like it i would love to see it on some signage i make a lot of signage so yeah yeah i would love to i feel like it really has like a good you know assertive feeling to it much cool Oh, we just happened on this like Behance site. Did you see this before? No, but there is signage um, in their specimen. Yeah. Wow, cool. This is very cool. I Lots love of this. Nice illustrations. Yeah. Well, make sure to link to it in the yeah. newsletter. Love it. Good find. Thanks. Well, thanks for Fresh Fonts, run by Naomi Stouffer. She really works her butt off to give you like lots of type news and discounted type and free type. She's Did great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> cut that out. Okay. Uh, the next one I just think is hilarious. I love. I love that you found this. Um. So it's a typeface called Kernit, like Kern is in type design, and it. And guess what? It's inspired by <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. Oh my God. Gold. Okay. I love this font. <laughs> exactly what Kermit is saying. Um, it's just so fun. It was designed originally for the Jim Henson exhibit at the Museum of the Moving Image in New York City. Um, but then the branding agency and the type designers went with it and fled with it and made a full-fledged font now with all sorts of characters and strange ampersands and great glyphs. 
with an extra fun microsite that I had a really fun time exploring. It, you know, animates. You can get some Kermit gifts on there <laughs> whenever you please. Your cursor can turn into a Kermit hand. Um, Wait, really? Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When when you're clicking on a link, oh, yeah. it turns to a little green hand. <laughs> um, it's super fun. The font's free, so please... And we were looking at it. We couldn't figure out what the license is. Yeah. They don't so. include a license. We couldn't find any reference to it. Uh, but you can download the font. Yeah. So, um, you know, so if you're going to use it for something personal, I would just go for it. Yeah. I would say if you're going to use it for something commercial, you should email and ask. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not clear, but super flipping cool like and funny. Right? Like goofy. Oh. It's really fun. Um, this is actually sent to me after I posted it into the weekly typographic group because it's just that loved in the general community outside of the type design world. So share with all your non-type friends as well. <laughs> They'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, this is a cool find. Next up. Next is another find that I somehow found that I do not remember how I found it because it was weeks ago. But yeah, this was like back in mid-April. I remember when I found it, it was just released, but, you know, which is not a huge hiatus. That's fine. Um, So it's called Geograph. It's done by Klim Type. It's Klim Type that writes the article. I'm assuming it's Chris Sowersby who um, wrote the article because he was the head designer on it. Um, And it talks about a little bit about National Geographic. They did a rebrand in 2016. With their rebrand, they chose Verlag, which is um, a Heffler & Co. font, and Noya Has Grotesque for their headline and displays font across nearly all their media, I'm pretty sure. It's web, print, television. Um, and right after their redesign in 2016, they, they decided, no, this is not what we want to do. Um, they thought that those type decisions were too rushed that they were just trying, they were under a lot of pressure to get the rebrand out. So they made these decisions. And then after the fact, they reflected and realized they wanted a custom typeface. Um, and so then they approached Klim Type to develop that for them, which um, this is an interesting story. People wonder like how custom typefaces get made. Why? I mean, this is a answers the big question about like why it got made. Um, he explains why National Geographic, you know, kind of backpedaled on their decisions and approached them, which is um, just kind of interesting. Considering that National Geographic is like such an esteemed publication, you think that their designers and art directors obviously are probably very decisive about their choices. And then all of a sudden they bring out a huge rebrand, I mean, for a massive company, and then are like, wait, actually, we want to cut some time. It's, it's kind of encouraging, I guess, to hear that like something so esteemed, yeah. they're still like, all right, maybe that wasn't right. Let's try something different. Yeah, you know? I think that's how I felt too. That's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah, and to hear that backstory, like who, mo- like most companies would be uh, too proud to admit that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's kind of neat to hear the backstory that that is what actually happened here. It was definitely a really interesting find. Um, really good for those that want the nerdy development stages of a typeface. Um, the typeface itself is beautiful. Chris Arzi really walks you through it. He made so many alternates for this typeface. I think that's almost one of the most impressive parts to it. If you look, you'll see there's four different G's, four different W's, and for caps only. I mean, it just varies completely per letter. Um 
something that I really like. So it's kind of a little bit Futura inspired, a little bit grotesque font inspired. But um, they what they took from Futura, I think, is that pointy M and that pointy N, where the mm. where the ends, where the connections, the angles of the N and the M come to a point um, in Futura that's really harsh a lot of the times and a lot of time why I will veer away from using that capital N. Um, but then he does this wonderful thing where he makes a bunch of alternates. So you can have this really harsh geometric look. You can have a very grotesque look that's close to Neue Haas grotesque, which just like isn't possible unless you have a font with so many alternates. I mean, it really is so versatile, um, which he intended because he knows it's going to be used across so much media. Um, it's just interesting seeing, you know, sometimes people think alternates are just fluff, but it's really functional in this case. I have to imagine, too, that is a byproduct of the the National Geographic design team being like, ah, oh, we tried this thing, we tried yes. this thing, like maybe we made a mistake. Like, can we have as much flexibility yes. as possible? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the answer was, yeah, we just have to make a lot of alternates mm-hmm. and like design it a few different ways. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's really satisfying. It's like, I don't know, it, it, there's all these letters and there's, all these letters have kind of different siblings within the same alphabet that are different, but work together and you can like really make it as custom as you want. And you know, it's not like a script where you're doing different flourishes with these alternates. It's really functional. Like, do you want a single story? A do you want a double story? A what kind of double story? A do you want? Um, I don't know. It makes me really excited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, even, even if you don't read every detail that is written here, which this is like, an awesome novel of backstory and detail. Like you can just look at this and be like, wow, these, these usages are really cool. Just watching animations of the alternates and the ways that it could look different is kind of inspiring. Mm -hmm. Seeing it on the web versus in print, just as examples is really cool. Like just looking at this article is already interesting and it makes me want to go read the actual details. Yeah. Um, so really excited to share that this week. All right, and then next up, we have something kind of unexpected, which uh, was this posted by Tyler, I think? I believe so. Yeah, Tyler posted this to share, and he found it, and he was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, And, okay, so it's it's unique.prototypo.io. That's important. Yeah. The URL is important. Uh, which is funny because, uh, you know, I, I don't think everybody realized that in the beginning. I thought it was knockoff prototypo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until we saw the URL. Which, if you don't know prototypo, if you're, like, tuning in, uh, they're kind of friends of ours over in Paris. They have this um, unique take on creating typography mm-hmm. with parametric uh, features, mm-hmm. which is to say that you can, like, use sliders and toggles to craft a font uh, based on like sort of a base design mm-hmm. and customize it uh, to some extent, even if you don't have lots of type design experience because of the tool that they have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that in mind, this site, the unique.prototypo.io has a totally different branding yep. than the rest of their tool. Yep. Um, it has its own logo, unique. Yep. And, you know, it's there's not a ton of information to get started, uh, but it is sort of at least saying, um, like, let's make a custom, unique 
uh, logo type kind of display font. Let's begin. Well, it gives you options if you want to make a logo type, if you want to make a text face, if you want to make a display face. So, I mean, in very elementary terms. Right. Uh, so you go in and then you sort of pick your, like, base font to to customize off of. And then rather than their, the rest of their tool, which is like, okay, we have a font. We're looking at glyphs like in a type design, mm-hmm. uh, or like, a, like a font editor. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, it's giving you options of like, what thickness do you want? What height do you want? And gives you four options with displayed on the page with like one of them being recommended. Mm-hmm. And so it's this very wizardy, if, if yes. and you know, like like a web form wizard, where you are picking one of a few options and then mm-hmm. hitting next, and then at the end you end up with a font yeah. that you can buy from yeah. them. Yeah, you can buy a whole family if you want to. You can just buy the one font. It's kind of wild. Yeah, so uh, I think we got some like differing opinions on on seeing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. I actually like clicked on this and started playing with it before I realized it was prototypo. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, um, but you know, it's, it's at least like a neat thing to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, and a way, you know, having talked to prototypo, like one of the things that they're interested in is showing designers that their tool can be useful for, Things like a custom logo type where you don't have to design the whole yeah. thing by hand. So this is kind of like a quick way to get there. And it's it's an interesting take on on making custom type. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see if we hear of any like testimonies to anyone using this or seeing it being used out in the world. Um, yeah. but cool I, fine. Definitely check it out. Super neat. Super neat. I think like any designer can benefit from like knowing these tools exist, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, and our last fun link. It's fun. Uh, is also from Tyler this week, so thank yeah. you, Tyler. Um, the next big thing in type is the title here. And the description is the results of the semestral research of variable fonts, which took place in the 2017 winter semester in the type design and typography studio at the Umprom Academy in Prague. Which I do not know of. I have never heard of this. It's a whole new type studio that I have now have on my radar. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, I think it's a pretty beautiful site. Yeah. Really straightforward. Um, you are presented with a handful of glyphs from different fonts and from different students, and you can click on them, and it leads to um, just a small web page where there's these, like, really, like, thought-out specimens, first of all, is what you're presented first, seeing the fonts in use. And then there's a type tester, and you can test out all the fonts. And all these fonts are variable fonts. Yeah, and because they're variable fonts, like they give you sliders for the testers where you can see the effect uh, changing as you slide them, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah. And then a paragraph, for the most part, in what appears to be check. Yes. That makes sense, Definitely right? Definitely check. Yep. So this is a guy with great ge- geography skills. <laughs> um, but it's neat because there's, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different completely unique uh, fonts. It's the first time I'm really seeing variable fonts in like a curriculum of any sort. That's I mean, a good point. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I mean, certainly it's going to have to start 
being part of a curriculum. And there are some really like exciting variable fonts where people are really taking advantage of the axes and exploring in ways that I think you can do in a classroom rather than like for professional mm. use because you have you're not banking on anything here. Like it's kind of like a playground they get to work in. Um and I think that's why some of these are really cool. Like the one that you have up right now um is like a retro seventies one and it's just made a bunch of you know, concentric lines and it just animates. It's really yeah, the, cool. I think the animation is especially neat, you know, because it's on the web and because it is variable and you can move a slider to change these things. It's basically just changing numbers, which means animating on the web is super easy. It's going to be so different. So it's, much animated type everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm half nervous about that, but also <laughs> I'm, I'm sure neat things will come from that. Very cool. All right, so uh, that was a bunch of cool finds for the week. Yeah. And what, that was like 20 minutes. Not bad. We did okay. Yeah. Especially being rusty. Yeah, it was so much fun. I missed it. I missed it too. All right, well, we will be back next week with even more cool stuff. Exactly. You'll get to hear our lovely voices and talk type yet again one week so thank you everybody for tuning in and staying with us even when we got to take these breaks it's great we love you